You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello, this is Vicky Colavo from MWC 16. Um, I'll be interviewing Chris Wright, VP Chief Technologist of Red Hat um, for Tech Talk Central. So, our conversation is going to be about Internet of Things. Um, so, introduce yourself and tell me what, why am I here? Why is Red Hat have to do with IOT? Uh, thank you. This is Chris Wright, and I'm, uh, again, Vice President Chief Technologist of Red Hat. And uh, why, why are we here? Why Red Hat? Why Internet of Things? A lot of great questions. And I think it all starts with we're building infrastructure together, collaborating as, a, as an industry. This infrastructure is built from core open source components, and that's clearly our domain expertise. We're an open source company, we're a world, world leader in providing open source solutions. IoT is uh, sort of a next generation architecture, and the IoT architecture uh, has a, a handful of components. I think we'll have some time to, to talk about those, each of which sit into maybe different tiers, if you view it that way, that have some technology components that are uh, coming from our technology stack. So I think we have a great set of, of components that fit into an overall solution. Uh, obviously, there's there's a wide number of vendors and partners that work in this space that we work together with, but that's the sort of the, the, the high-level view. Okay, so that sort of took me directly to my last question, or sort of my last question. Obviously, Internet of Things is based on Linux and open software. Um, how does your solution or what you're suggesting fit um, into what is happening. So maybe this is a good chance to talk about the components you mentioned before. Sure. I didn't mean to take you straight to the last question, but no, it was interesting. We, we can go in any order, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, the, the way I look at it is the Internet of Things is combined out of maybe three core different architectural components. At the very edge, you have devices. Uh, devices could be something as, as complex as, as a phone, for example, or, or as simple as a, a simple sensor. Those typically today are running some form of an open source uh, operating system, Linux. And we have uh, clearly a lot of expertise in that space. We do embedded Linux uh, across a number of different types of devices. Uh, I don't think you'll find us in all the devices. There are some that are, that are really not looking for the sophistication of of a, a full comprehensive operating system. They're looking to be very function specific, uh, but that's that's one footprint in the, in the overall um, picture. Those devices are transmitting data. The data is crossing the network to some uh, next hop in this, this messaging pipeline. And that next hop is something that we, we often refer to as a gateway. Mm -hmm. uh, in that gateway, there's a combination of messaging protocol handling. Uh, there's the potential for some application logic, some business rules, uh, those fit very well, those, those components fit very well with our technology that are, that are in the middleware stack. Uh, we have a, a JBoss mm -hmm. division, and in, that, J, uh, in that, that group we have a business rules processing engine, uh, we have a messaging component, sort of the, the core building blocks that you would need to, to create uh, this, this gateway, and of course the gateway is going to run on some kind of a Linux operating system. As you aggregate that data and potentially pass it through to maybe the core, uh, sometimes I think of it as, as the core brain behind the system, that's typically going to sit back in a data center. The data center may look like a cloud. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and, and from a Red Hat point of view, we're building clouds with our partners and customers using OpenStack. So at each of these tiers in, in, the, in the architecture, we have some relevant technologies. We see it as critical to build with, with open source as we can scale the industry. And um, hopefully that answers your, your question, gives you some insights. Well, it does. It was general. But um, let's dive a little bit into security. Um, there's been a lot of breaches. And do you think what is your differentiator right there? Is there something you do better or or do? Just tell me. I think we're right at the beginning of IOT, so we're going to be seeing a lot of things and a lot of improvements. But where are you on security? Uh, to me, security lands into three key different areas. Uh, one area is what I would call host-level security. For us, so that would be the Linux operating system-level security. That's a, a core value that we bring to our customers. Uh, we harden our distribution by paying attention to uh, not only the code as we bring it into our products and doing security analysis and scanning of, of, of the existing code, we are directly embedded in each of the communities building those uh, co uh, components, and as a result, Paying attention to any of the vulnerabilities that are that are known as quickly as they're available to you know publicly known, and in some cases we're participating in the uh, security triage groups that work up, that may get the early notification. Uh, the first thing that we'll do is vet an issue and then generate an update to our products to ensure that our customers have the ability to keep com completely up to date uh, with the, la the latest security uh, vulnerability patches. Uh, we can help automate that process as well. We also harden uh, the operating system from the perspective of applications. We have a mandatory access control system called SE Linux that we use to build policy around applications so that even if there is a vulnerability, there's a, uh, a small likelihood that the application is even capable of, of getting at that vulnerability because it's got a very confined, small uh, footprint or, or set of APIs that it has access to on the host where it's running. Uh, at the next level, I would say we have we look at application security, things like identity management, uh, authentication, and that's going to, to take place more at a, at a uh, platform uh, middleware level. And again, we have we have technologies that will assist application developers to build the sort of uh, authentication mechanisms needed to to ensure that your visible applications, your applications that are exposed um, externally, are properly authenticated and. And, uh, and users that are using them are authorized to, to do what, what you've said they're allowed to do. In the network side, which is the third tier that I see for, for security, uh, there we have some combination of some very basic host-level firewall rules so that we can ensure that at the host level we're, we're only accepting packets that we believe are relevant for the box. Uh, within a data center, we provide uh, something that looks like Perhaps we sometimes refer to as micro-segmentation or other, other phrases to, to identify uh, how different components of your application are allowed to talk to each other. So essentially, uh, application-level firewalls. Beyond that, we really work with our partners to provide more comprehensive network uh, security. So you know, across those three tiers, we're either directly providing core, core value and solutions to our customers, uh, or we're working with our partners to, to provide that. Do you have any numbers that you can share as to um, how many users involved in IOT, in, how many partners in, involved in Internet of Things are using your products right now? Um, I'm trying to understand 
um, when you're saying you're issuing updates, because in the end, when it comes to security, and I need my camera or all devices being protected, um, I don't want my camera in my child's bedroom opening up suddenly and uh, recording what my kid is doing or me. Um, so what kind of um, market share do you think right now you have? It's early, as I said before, um, but do you have any number that you think you can share? You might not, but I'm just asking. You're obviously the technologist part, but you might have some opinion on that. Well, I'd have to say it's a little too early for us to share real numbers. Um, you know, we can extrapolate from our experiences in, in other markets and understand uh, what that looks like. I, I do agree the, um, with the problem that you, you know, the way you identified the problem and uh, our, our solution is going to be consistent with, with how we work with, within other markets. So yes. not a great answer, but that's, it's still very early. Yeah. No, no, I agree. It is early. Um, so is there any developer program or something you're doing with developers to get them on board on using, um, on supporting or suggesting the operating system is yours? Our, so our primary focus is on the, the, the operating system. With, with our embedded program, uh, we, do some, we do support developers building uh, specific uh, embedded variants of our operating system. Uh, but again, we're not looking to be comprehensive across all the devices. There will be a, a large number of devices that are, are not going to have a, a direct Red Hat footprint. Uh, we, we see ourselves as having great value across each of those tiers. And right now, our, our biggest focus is on the data center with virtualizing and creating private clouds and with uh, working together with partners in, in, the, in that sort of gateway tier middleware space so that we're providing less application SDK kind of view of the world. So we're, we're not looking directly at those application developers. We're, we're sort of more on the infrastructure side, one step behind, working yeah. more directly with our partners. Okay, um, honestly, I, didn't, I hadn't heard much about Red Hat being in IELT. Um, is this something Red Hat intends in marketing? Do, are they going to be pushing it? Are they going to do any marketing? Obviously, again, this is not your sector, but you might might have heard something. Well, we did uh, a really remarkable demo at our Red Hat Summit last spring that was very much an IoT-focused type of demo. So I don't think it's um, I don't I don't think it's unreasonable to see us continue to to talk about how we're relevant in this space. Uh, our goal is not to to be end to end an IoT company 100%. We're again we're an infrastructure company. We build uh, infrastructure at various layers in the stack. That will be con continue to be our focus, and it's just a great sort of uh, application of our core technologies that that we see as as really valuable to the IoT space. Mm -hmm. And you know we're really excited about what we can bring. But we also recognize where we'll need to continue to work with partners to bring out a more comprehensive sort of end-to-end uh, -end solutions. Okay, sort of creates you know a feeling of security the way you're saying it. We're sticking to our model, but we're also looking at new things. So my last question would be: This is more you. This is more what Chris has to say. What would you say would be the future in two years from now? If we come back in two years from now at MWC. What will be hot? And please don't say I You know, I want, I want to see, I want to hear something new. You know, because all this year it's all about I and wearables. But I also want some kind of prediction. 
in technology, what's going to be really hot? Because IELT is really broad now. I understand we're going to go into cars, into a lot of things, car connectivity and devices. But what, in your opinion, I want your own opinion on that. So in two years, when we're talking together at, at Mobile World Congress, you won't know if you're talking to me or to an artificial intelligent version of me. Um, actually, that's probably not really the case, but I do believe that, that machine learning is going to have a huge impact on, on the overall uh, technology s space. The kind of where are we going with as we're building out this, this next generation infrastructure, we're creating a large fabric of compute and, and, and capacity for, for doing interesting um, processing intelligence at every tier in the stack, and we're, we're moving more and more capacity right out to the edge. So devices and their connectivity to uh, great compute capacity with things like 5G and low latency, high bandwidth connectivity, we'll see, a, I, I believe we'll see uh, a new generation of applications looking at things like uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, certainly that, you know, we're already seeing self-driving cars and, and a, just sort of a, a next wave of, of technology that does, in fact, include some machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, Hopefully, you'll recognize me in two years, and you won't be confused whether you're speaking to a robot. But I, I do see that there's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity there. It's, it sounds promising as long as you don't say the same things, you know. Because I was thinking, suddenly you'll be giving that interview at this moment to two or three different journalists. But I hope you won't be saying the same things to all of us. I don't really mind if you're artificial, as long as you hear me and something you get what I said. Eventually, you, you find out, but you would have to reply differently. That's, that's interesting. Made me think right now. So, Chris Wright, um, Chief Technologist at Red Hat, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Enjoyed it. So, this is Vicky Kolovu for Tech Talk Central from MWC, and I'm here with Red Hat. Really nice people, smiling. <laughs> Bye for now. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.